up, mamas? It's Tanika Ray. I was a television host for 20 years before my entire life blew up when I had a baby. Shifting gears from red carpets to a gig called Mom required a whole new game plan. The carefree, globe-trotting boss babe me was suddenly in search of a mommy tribe to help me navigate the inevitable fumbles and fails of raising a kid. Mama Stay with Tanika Ray is a sanctuary for the mommy collective, where we amplify our self-love and self-care, trade tips on raising conscious kids, help each other fine-tune our boundaries, and celebrate the highs while forgiving ourselves for the lows in the wild, 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 wild world of mommying AF. How are you, mamas? Welcome to Mama Stay with Tanika Ray. This is a really exciting time because we are TikTok two episodes away from our one-year anniversary. I'm going to be really honest. I never thought I would get here. I'm a person that has a little bit of a challenge with commitment. It could be commitment to a relationship, commitment to a class if I'm not feeling it, a commitment to a workout. I have a lot of shame wrapped around the fact that sometimes my passion for something can wane. I could be super, super excited about it. I could be completely dedicated to it, but then the wind (laughs) changes and circumstances evolve and I find myself, oops, I no longer want to dedicate myself to that thing. Even though two months ago I was all in, it has been such a shameful part of my, I don't want to say character, but my personality. Maybe you call it fickle, or maybe I try to remix it more positively. I'm just really present. I try not to put anything on myself because it's expected or because it's the right thing to do, even though sometimes doing the right thing is the right thing to do. And I can't even tell you how grateful I am that doing this podcast is the right thing to do. It has been the right thing to do for a full 50 episodes. I can't even wrap my brain around that. So all the love and the gratitude and the thank you to all of you who sit here and listen to me chit chat, key key, babble on with some of your favorite friends and me talking about life and how we can best take care of ourselves in order to best take care of our babies. I mean, that's what it comes down to is life be life in y'all. And when life is lifing at the center of life is you. So everything emanates off of how well you are managing yourself. And I keep telling people, we always look on the outside. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. And we're extending ourselves in all these different directions. But if we are not okay, all of those projects will be impacted, period, point blank. It's funny because my life is so different today than it was when I was on my last steady television show. So different. 
I was very dedicated to being at all these events, interviewing these celebrities, being on a red carpet every single night, morning, noon, and night. I, I ate, I slept, I breathed my job, and which is great. It's a great life to live. But at the same time, I was sacrificing a lot. I was sacrificing my relationship with my daughter because you can't raise a child as a single parent and have constant babysitters. You can, but you lose your connection with your child. And that's really, I believe, what all meltdowns are. When my daughter loses her shit, like uh, 99% of the time, I can look at her, quiet myself and say, do you need a hug? And pretty much every single time, the answer is yes. There needs to be a connection. So it's not that I didn't love what I used to do every single day, seven days a week. It's that I'm in a much better place where my mental health is considered first, where I am a little bit more in control of my schedule. And I say a little bit because when you have a child, you know, your schedule is bombarded with all the things that they need. And then moms come after that, right? So I'm now an entrepreneur and I love it. I love being able to create these pod experiences, creating these conversations that you can glean jewels from that you guys can go, oh my gosh, if Melinda Williams and Braylee Evans and Judge Lauren Lake or Dr. Shafali or Ananda Lewis or all these incredible women that I have had on this pod, if they have gone through that and they have thrived, then so can I. Oh, and because I'm constantly working on myself, constantly putting energy in order to, to expand, really, to stare my own shit in the face and get rid of the stuff that doesn't work, to really be real, stop hiding behind a mask, stop allowing the coulda, shoulda, would'ves, or I fit into this category, or I just, I feel like we have to like shake loose all of these definers that we wear every single day. Some we put there, some we didn't. Some we subscribe to, some we don't. Now is this moment, this really rare moment for us to go fuck it all and figure it out, to throw it all away and to start from scratch and go, what really belongs? What's really me? Besides what I've become in order to survive. I want to thrive all the time. And uh, I also love this quote I just saw. This is the reason why I'm being truly transparent is because I'm constantly working on my mental health. I saw this quote that said, shame dies when stories are told in safe places. And that is so mama stay. I'm telling you what my issues are so that my shame will die in this very safe space that I've created called Mama Stay. We are two episodes away. I couldn't be more proud. I really, truly couldn't be more proud. Yes, there are some things I can do better. I wish I I didn't have to post 55,000 times a day so y'all know I have a pod. I wish I'm right now I'm manifesting a PR person who has better strategies so you guys can know when it's coming out so you can get on board so we can continue to create these conversations. But I am dedicated to not only helping myself through these mental health challenges that pop up. I don't know. Have you been paying attention to the world? Maybe once a day. 
Once a day, we have little little meltdowns, just like our kids. Once a day, we go, oh, can I do it? Can I not? I'm stressed. I'm filled with anxiety. Oh, I'm, I have fear surrounding me. Oh, so much heaviness in the world. Oh, I lost a friend of a friend. I lost a friend. Oh my gosh, that person is gone. And, you know, everything feels so heavy. World Mental Health Day is a chance for us to stop, check ourselves, see how we're doing. And I always say, I say it over and over, you cannot pour from an empty cup. That right there is a place where anytime you're feeling stressed, anytime you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed from not only your duties and your responsibilities, but from outside forces. So it's not just getting your life together, operating, getting your kid to school, making sure she's happy and having a flow and a rhythm in your life, but it's also like managing the outside stuff that you didn't ask for. I was having quite a day and I was trying to talk it out because what I realized, and it was something I I read a quote about Black women. It was fascinating. It said, oftentimes, Black women don't realize that they're stressed. They just think they failed. Ooh, oftentimes, now this pod is for everybody, but obviously I'm a Black woman, so it's through my POV, and I think we can all learn something by learning about ourselves, especially the most oppressed of us all who are still killing it, doing it, making shit happen. The quote again was, oftentimes black women don't know that they're stressed. They just think they've failed. Damn, it just seems like another thing, break dancing on our mental health. We are being bombarded. So truly, it's it's as if like I can picture Kerry Washington from Scandal when I'm in these moments of observing all the ways I'm being pulled, pushed, and sort of torn apart by life. I see her in her white coat and her white hat. And I'm like, girl, you coming to save me? <laughs> and 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 truly, nobody's coming to save me. <laughs> I got to save myself. You've got to save yourself. We are equipped. We just need to look at life in a different way. I was having a rough day and I want to share this recording with you because I was talking to my dad and and I am an entrepreneur now. I have so many ideas I'm trying to get off the ground, but I also have a very limited time to do it. And yes, I'm not the greatest organizer. I've gotten a lot better since I've had a child, but I remain in awe of mothers especially of multiples who are like, I got through the day, everything's, everybody's on a schedule. I've cooked all the meals. And I also made $70,000 with my side hustle. What? I'm in awe. I want to be one of those people. Like, let's work it out. Like, how do I find the time? How can I be more organized? Right now, I think the only thing that I've well, quote unquote mastered, which I haven't, is I cook ahead of time. I've got food that it's ready to go, right? So I know for for lunch tomorrow, she wants uh, fish sticks. I cooked them last night. So they're in the refrigerator. I got to warm them up in the toaster oven, put them in a little stay warm container and send her off to school. Like I cut the time right there. So I got to find more ways to do that. 
all of it is interwoven in our lives, right? How do we feel like we've got enough time? How do we feel like we not only served our kid and all the things they need, because honey, they need all the things, so many things, but we've also served ourselves. We've also taken care of our mind, body, and spirit. It's a lot. So what I love about a national or not just national world mental health day. It is also the same day. And this is what not only gives me so much hope and makes me giggle. It's the same day as national kick butt day, y'all. Yes. World mental health day is the same day as national kick butt day. Let's keep those two holding hands because it is a reminder that yes, we all go through it, honey, but we are all equipped. So I'm going to show you, I was talking to my father and you know, parents are very like, when's your next job and your insurance and your this. And it's like, we are, we from the Oprah era, I like to call it, who grew up in the nineties, have different motivations. We, yes, we want all the insurance and we want all the perks and we want these great jobs and we want stability, but we also want to be thoroughly fulfilled, thoroughly. So my dad said, what do you do all day? Like, don't you have, in your free time, you should be working on your businesses. Oh my gosh, this is me breaking down one day, just a random day where you're just getting your work done. And and what I really was shocked by, I took to recording this because it was just a typical day. I just had to get a lot of stuff off my plate. When you're a single mom, and what I'm realizing is I'm doing all the work my mom did, the dry cleaning, the cooking, the nurturing, the carpooling, the doing homework with, the keeping the schedule, doing all that. But then also got the dad side. I got to pay the bills. I got to make sure that people's licenses and insurances are up to date and passports and all the medical insurance. I mean, it's unbelievable. It really is the job of two different people. And then I'm caring for myself and one other. It's a lot. God bless, you know, single moms, I swear to God, they are fucking superheroes. We really are. And every single mom that, that does a business and is, is productive and successful, I will forever be on my hands and knees bowing down because it is a lot. So I wanted to share this recording because it is something that I was going through on a regular day. And it went from me being super productive to me just like in a state of God, now I got to stop what I'm doing. And I got to, I got to fuel my own self-love. I need to come back to me because people will send you, things will send you, things will knock you off course. It's so easy to like start your day strong. You've done meditation. You feel good. You had some coffee or mushroom coffee or whatever you drink and your celery juice. And then, oh, setback. And it's constantly coming at us. So what do you do? Here's what I was going through one day, and I'd love to hear your advice on the other end. Okay, today, it is Monday, um, September 19th, and I got a lot of the house clean, did the dishes, did the kitchen, laundry, clean Nyla's room, clean Nyla's bathroom. I'm getting through my stuff, organizing bills. Um, What else do I have to do? I need to... Oh. I scheduled Nyla's passport appointment. Now I have to schedule at some point my, what is it? That new ID, real ID BS. 
I have to do that. So that's my next thing. I've already done insurance. I now need to get money back from ADT because the last time they they said my alarm was triggered, they casually asked me if I wanted somebody to go, you know, look at the search the perimeter. And I was like, sure, I guess. Make I was under the impression it was like, you know, free service with all the money that I spend to have ADT. Well, um, I specifically said to them, oh, this is great. Please have them come in the next three hours. I won't be home. Uh, six hours, I just assumed it happened. Six hours later, I'm home with my daughter cooking dinner. She's doing homework at the table in the kitchen. Boom, 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 boom. The fuck? I look through the people. I'm like, can I help you? LAPD, open up. Uh, excuse me? No, I will not open up. Can I help you? We've got a call from ADT that the alarm was going off. I'm like, that was six hours ago. And I'm still talking through the door. That was six hours ago. So basically, no thanks. Like, thanks, but no thanks. Well, what happened? We need to know that you uh, belong in this residence. I'm like, well, I was in it and you came banging on the door. How do you think I got in? Well, the alarm went off. Oh, okay, six hours ago. So then I broke in six hours ago, and now I'm making dinner for my daughter. <laughs> I'm making a home after I broke in six hours ago. Get the fuck out of here. Um, well, we need to know that you live here. We need We need proof. And I was like, okay. They wanted my ID, to which I was like, 100% not. And I ended up taking my key, opening the door a little bit, taking the key, putting it, locking it, unlocking it, and then shutting the door again and said, thank you. I then get a bill in the mail like two weeks later. False alarms in Los Angeles uh, that are attended by the LAPD are no longer free. Your bill, 300 and $67. Yes, $367 because they came to my house because ADT asked me if I want somebody to search the perimeter and not, oh, do, do you need somebody to search? But like, do you need to like outsource and or do you want to buy a company? No, I thought it was part of ADT, like one of their little officers searching, like looking around the perimeter, like, you know, all's well. I learned my damn lesson, didn't I? Hmm. That's where we've come to. All right. I see what we're doing. I see. I see. All right. Then ADT calls me. Your bill is behind. I was, you know what? I'm looking into shutting off my ADT canceling my ADT? Well, why? Well, because, and I tell her the whole story, how I paid $367. And at this point, what's the point of my alarm system if I'm going to be assaulted by it and having cops come here and spend the amount of my monthly? What is the point of that? Explain it to me. So you can cancel it right now if you can, if you can explain it, a reason why I should keep this, a reason why this benefits my life. And guess what I found out, y'all? It was a sis. And she said, oh, we can reimburse you. Excuse me? Who reimburses? ADT apparently reimburses, but you know, there's red tape. I got to send in a letter and an email and a receipt and blah, blah, blah. But they're apparently 
reimbursing. But why are you putting us through this? This sucks. So now I got to handle that too. <sighs> Just, you know, my dad asked me what I do all day. Yeah, sure. I'd like to start my business and get, I got house shit I'm doing all the time. Family stuff I'm coordinating all the time. It's constant. Where do I fit the other part of my life? How do I make myself stay up later? I'm going to figure I'm going to have to figure it out. I guess I am doing coffee at night. I guess I am, you know, we'll see. I hope it doesn't affect my liver and my heart and my organs too bad. What else can I do to stay up later? Yerba mate at night? What do you suggest? Please reach out to mamastaywithtanikaray at gmail.com. What do you drink or consume later in the night when you need to stay up and get some work done? You need to stay up and and get be productive. What do you take? Okay. Can't wait for this answer. Right? I was kind of having a little meltdown, but I'm really serious. What do you guys do? What are your tricks to doing all the things necessary to mom, to dad, to take care of your child, but also to fuel your business. And when you think about it, there are only so many places that you can put your energy, right, outside of your home. So it's obviously where you make money and where your heart goes. So there's career and there's love and then there's family. So career is For me, I'm an entrepreneur now versus being a host on a television show every single day. I might go back to hosting, but right now this is the chapter that I'm in. But no matter what chapter you're in, there's always something that's like, maybe I'll find love this week. Maybe I am ready to be in a relationship, y'all. I mean, the gall of thinking about a relationship when I could be, couldn't be any busier is insane, but I mean, why not? It's come to my mind a lot lately, like as we are growing as people and we're maturing and we're learning lessons and we're understanding our non-negotiables, the things that we cannot live without, like sure, the older you get, you're like, all right, so it doesn't have to be fine as hell with a six pack and shoulders and body for days. Okay. It would be really nice, but is it still at the top of my list? No. That's insane, but it's probably also what got me here and here in happy single mama land. <laughs> I mean, when it comes down to it, I don't have a problem being single. I, I really don't know how a man would even fit into my life, but I'm willing to find out. <laughs> I like being in relationships and I actually feel for the first time in many, many years that I might be ready. I might be ready to graduate from situationships which by the way, do not ever confuse a situationship for any possible relationship. They, they just are on different planets. So I've learned that lesson recently, but I'm open to meeting an incredible man who is my match that actually matches me that we can make each other better. And as I was on this last pod with Melinda, if you listen to episode 49, you heard me make a confession about an ex-boyfriend and it really sent me on this path of thinking. And, and I got to tell you, anytime we figure something out, it really requires, life requires introspection. Life requires you shutting the hell up, really looking at yourself in the mirror and, and identifying this is where I was wrong. This is where I was wrong. And why was I wrong? I did something that was iner- like inertia. 
from whatever traumas I have. Now, the more you dig, the more you see your own shit. The more you dig, the more you go, oh, I treat people like this or I treated my exes like this because I wasn't given enough reassurance as a child because I didn't have the stability of love in my life or I didn't feel loved. Therefore, it forces me to act this way unconsciously in the relationships that I'm in as an adult. So how do I fix that? Well, I got to go all the way back to me as a kid and go, oh, so nobody told me they loved me. Oh, well, so I overcompensate or I I don't even know how to navigate through those waters. Okay, so what can I do? What can I do? I have to start with me. Because as we started in the beginning of this pod, everything comes down to you, girl. Everything. We have to stop the shenanigans and think that it's always somebody's fault. I mean, this right here is parallel to what I'm dealing with with my daughter. Everything is always somebody else's fault. And I understand kids may not be equipped with taking accountability, but it really taught me something in watching her. And this always goes back to a theme here at Mama's Day, how our kids also are our teachers. But I watch her doing things and she's smart enough now and she's wise enough now to evaluate her moves. And she does things and it's always like, well, you made me or they made me or my teacher made me. And it's like, no. You're no longer allowed to sit there and always point the finger at somebody else, Nyla. And so that really was my lesson, is that I've been in shitty relationships and it's not always their fault. So I had a one-on-one with myself and you might learn something yourself. I love to record while I'm driving and taking care of business. It's like my own running diary But I had some questions for myself that you might want to ask yours. I recorded this September 19th, 2022. As I said, it was really brought on from editing my Melinda pod and having a moment of clarity about how grateful I was for an ex that I never gave credit to before. But when it all comes down to it, every single relationship, as I've always said, is a journey from one place to another whether it be a three-day journey, a three-week journey, a 30-year journey, it's all relative. They're all purposeful and they're all to be grateful for. So this was me a couple weeks ago spewing into the mic about where I am when it comes to relationships. Ooh, I was thinking about how each relationship really did make me a better person, did open my heart, rearrange my heart, um, renovate my heart in very different ways, but all that leads me to where I am. Even my baby's father, or my child's father, I guess I should say, dating him was like dating the star of the football team who came from the hood. Like that's, that's, he's from the hood, but he's the star. He's at a great school, but he has what he has. And I've dated this guy my whole life. Like the little gestures, the things that are, it's not about necessarily money, but it's about intention. It's about, um, the effort. And he 
just like my high school boyfriend and the one before that, it was all, ooh, lobster dinner, you know, but at maybe um, the lobster at the pier, you know, or Katsuya, you know, it's a big deal. And he would give me things like he always gave me salmon or brought salmon home if I couldn't go out or he would bring um, chocolate chip cookies because he knows it's my favorite or he would bring me weed and alcohol, like all the things, all the gifts of like that should make you feel good. And I did for a while. <laughs> Why do you think I was even with him at all? Like that's nice to get and it felt thoughtful. But then you go, oh, that isn't enough. There actually has to be productive moments together. There actually has to be time spent where you are elevating and you are growing together and you're, you know, being able to be vulnerable and you're, you're, you just have trajectory versus it staying still. You have growth and progress versus it staying still. And I felt like it was just staying still. And not only was it staying still, it felt like it was going backwards because you're like, uh, hello, is there anything else? Like, are there moments in between where we can like, I don't know, maybe I want a different flower, even though I do love these flowers. Or maybe we would have funny jokes together. Maybe we'd have side jokes together. Maybe we would be able to look at each other in a room and just laugh because we were so in sync. We didn't get there. It was just, it kind of stopped. And when things stop and there's no progression, what's the point? Yes, it is stable, but it is unfulfilling. And what do I mean by that? Because... Is a marriage or a relationship supposed to fulfill you? Yes, I think it does. Because it is your reflection in a way. It is your partner through which, partner whom which you're going to have all the most experiences with than anybody else in the world. They got to be your partner in crime. They got to have your back. They got to keep you, you know, feeling protected. And it's so deep. But that person's important. It is the most important interpersonal relationship you'll have that you choose. You are solely responsible for this person in your life. Oof, we, you better get it right. Yeah, that is so fascinating to me because in a world where I'm trying to accomplish all these things and I'm trying to make sure I'm, I'm checking everything off the, off the list of things that I need to get done. It's like, oh, that's right. Relationships too. I'm going to be really honest. I, I've never put a label on myself. I don't want to be labeled as anything really, truly. I don't subscribe to it. I don't even like wearing name tags when I go to events. I feel like that's labeling in a sense that I am just very opposed to. But if I'm really being honest with myself, I am part of the community that is very clear about how important mental health can affect you. I definitely suffer from, I call them dark moments or moments where I just need to go away from the world where I have spent days and weeks by myself. This is all pre-baby. And maybe that is the hardest thing about being a mother right now is that I, part of my escapism was I was able to be alone. I would go to my house, hide out, watch TV, deal with my own shit. I would isolate to deal with my stuff. And when you're a mother, especially on this world mental health day, which 
when this airs was last week, but it's really 24-7. Mental health every day is what it should be because especially with the world we're living in right now, the insanity of what we're witnessing, our mental health is getting attacked every single day. So we really do have to dissect all the things in our lives and figure out what serves me, what doesn't. If it serves you, keep it. If it doesn't, throw it away. It's like Marie Kondo. If it sparks joy, keep it. That's a whole other thing. All the things we're hoarding in our houses that are keeping us feeling cozy and loved and and warm when it's just, you know, distraction. Mental health is hard. It's it it is woven through every single day of our lives. I read this thing where it said a mood can be affected by change in plans or environment leading to depressive episodes. Yeah. You never know. It can be hard to really understand if feelings and thoughts are due to mental health issues in the background. A lot of us mask Mask for extended periods of time can lead to low self-esteem, unwanted thoughts, and meltdowns. You guys, we are all so vulnerable to all of this. And most importantly, stress. Stress can cause overstimulation, exhaustion, and disassociation. So I just wanted to, on this day, World Mental Health Day. Oh, and I didn't mention World Indigenous Day. World Indigenous Peoples Day to celebrate World Indigenous People. So much going on, but we have to honor not just ourselves and our ancestors and our ability to keep our mental health in a safe zone because we're doing the work we need to do to serve ourselves. We're loving on ourselves. We're feeding ourselves healthy food. We're working out. We're moving our body. We're feeding our souls. We're doing all these things to make sure that we are within this safe zone, that we know we can fluctuate. And I think that is the greatest gift in the journey that I've been on. And I've dealt with bouts of depression since I was in high school. But what it never became this thing where I felt I needed help or I need medication. No, I, I, I feel like I want to lean into the fluctuation. I want to lean into the unpredictability because if I'm rigid and the unpredictable comes, it can break me. But if I'm much like in yoga, namaste, if I'm the tree and I'm flexible and I move with the wind, then I can withstand the pressure. Much love, y'all. This was a solo episode that was really all over the map, but I really think it all is living under the umbrella of mental health, of the people that we bring into our lives affect our mental health. How we respond to stimuli affects our mental health. How we respond to exterior stresses affects our mental health. Whether we feel we're successful, whether we feel like we're purposeful, whether we feel we're purposeful, whether we feel we're loved, whether we feel we're, our kids are happy. There are so many things that have to be in alignment for us to live 
joyful, relaxed, content lives. And that is always my goal. Be a tree, flow from side to side when those storms come. Do not clench. And dealing with that in order to be a tree, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and go, huh, the best advice a therapist ever said was, look at your shadow. Observe the side of you that you're not the most proud of. And instead of judging it and criticizing it and making yourself feel bad, look at it and go, huh, that's interesting. Much love, y'all. This has been Mama Stay with Tanika Ray, episode 51. Next week, it is our anniversary. I can't believe I've done this for a year. Thank you. Much love. We have so much work to do. So much. I'm grateful for all of the love. I'm grateful for all those ears. I'm grateful for the community that we're building. And I'm grateful for Jenny Media for being there every step of the way. Thank you so much, y'all. I will see you next week for our one year anniversary. Peace. Thanks for hanging out, Mama. I know how little time we have in our day to honor ourselves, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Make sure you click like, rate, and subscribe. I'd love to hear what you think about today's show and what you want to hear going forward. Remember, mommying is a gift, and you're doing a kick-ass job. So, woosah, and mama stay. Mama stay.